Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm delightful. You are? Yes. Feeling good? Feeling great? Stupendous. Oh, okay. <laughs> Estupendo. Yeah, see, si, see. Si. <laughs> Papi. How was your week since we last recorded? Uh, my week was good, you know? Um, I made time for myself this mm-hmm. weekend. I made time for others this weekend. Oh, okay. I made time for family mm-hmm. and life. Everlasting. Yes, how have you been since we last recorded? Good, I'm a little tired because, you know, I just got back from L.A. Yes, you were there for <laughs> and the podcast movement. Yeah, the Evolutions um, 2020 was yes. there. Um, it's the new, like, spinoff kind of, of podcast movement. It's a, It was a smaller kind of conference, but... Um, Especially I, curated. Yeah, it was curated. It was <laughs> um, niche. It was, you know... Haute Couture of okay. podcasting. It was um, it was great, but I'll talk about it a little bit more in the categories. Okay. Yeah, so the only negative thing I would say is that it was Valentine's Day, so I had to miss Valentine's Day with my boo. I but know. he actually, he surprised me mm. because I was flying out on Wednesday um, afternoon. And so, like, Tuesday, um, I was at work. And, you know, we were trying to, like, get, like, dinner and, like, our plans together for, like, Tuesday night. And he surprised me. He was, like, because he's not a planner at all. Okay. And he was, like, don't worry about dinner. We're going to (laughs) go have dinner down in Center City. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to spend time because you're not going to be here for Valentine's Day. This is going to be, like, our pre- valentine's day together and i was like lovely i don't gotta cook okay well you enjoy cooking but it's it's nice to be treated yeah yeah and since he's such like not a planner it was like right because that's that's so outside of like his norm Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. like it makes you feel extra super special yeah i was like oh Okay, I might have to put it down later. Yes. (laughs) So So show your appreciation. Yes. (laughs) So we went to um harper and crown on lovely i like it there it's so nice We've we had a good before. time. Did we? We went to the bar. Like We sat in like a little lounge area in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were at the bar. We weren't like... Dining. Dining, dining. Because right, we, right. we were going somewhere else, I think. I, I was there once and it was bowling. But that was Downstairs. Like, yeah, that was not with you. No, that wasn't me. I don't know who that was with. Yeah, I wanted to rent out the bowling alley downstairs for mm-hmm. my birthday one year. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll do that this year. Do it! Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. No, I love a subterranean moment. <laughs> well, you are a... I'm a what? <laughs> down low kind of bitch. <laughs> down and dirty. Down and dirty. But yeah, it was cute. We had a really nice meal. We had a lovely conversation. And it was oh just, it was a good V-Day moment. Pre-V-Day moment. Lovely. Yeah. You know, V-Day's any damn day you make it. It's a holiday. And all holidays yeah. are made up, right? Well, that one especially. Exactly. Yeah. But we had a good time. Well, for my made up Hallmark holiday, <laughs> <laughs> um, I purposely made plans. Um, I am single and ready to mingle. Okay. Please email us at categoriespod.gmail.com <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to reach me. Yes. Um, or DMs any of our social medias. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have been getting lots of DMs actually lately. Oh, And Facebook messages. I'm going to show you one after we record, by the way. <laughs> I forgot to show you earlier. Okay. But, um, yeah, but I purposely, you know, me, I'm super emotional. I'm super sensitive, even though I act like I'm not. 
And I know that that day for me following like, you know, a breakup or being mm-hmm. single, like no matter, the, the breakup could have happened on February 15th, the year before, the <laughs> next year on Valentine's Day, I'm, I'm still crushed, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, let me purposely plan something and do something. But I just want to, to volunteer with this organization called First Person Arts. Okay. Um, it's just, they're an organization where they put on events where people go up and tell their stories. I, like, I don't listen to lots of music in my car. Music's like when I'm like working out, cleaning, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, Cleaning out? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, but uh, I went to this event called X-Files with First Person Arts. And I was like, you know, let me just go volunteer. So I went, I volunteered, I helped, you know, set up, I helped usher, show people to their seats. You were usher bird number one? Like Ursha? Like in church? Oh, no, I didn't have uh, a whole white outfit. Oh, okay. <laughs> With the gloves. With the gloves. I should have worn my gloves. Yeah. <laughs> but um, organization, they have these things. Basically, they're story slams, similar to a poetry slam, mm-hmm. but they require or they rely on audience participation. Mm-hmm. It was lots of Galentines, you know, mm-hmm. groups of single girls That's coming out. That's the 13th. Y'all need to stay <laughs> on y'all day. Stop. But um, so I went, and I ended up just in- intending to volunteer. And then before I knew it, I was up on stage oh. with bright lights before 200 people telling my story. Um, it's actually not as uh, upsetting or as scary as I thought. You know, I think I'm used to kind of being in, in court talking before people mm-hmm. about their business. Um, I'm used to talking on this podcast to you, but it's not in real time. But yeah. it, was, it was a really um, interesting experience. I actually okay. loved it. And I think I want to do more of storytelling or at least practice that craft. But that was really cool. Um, I met you know, a nice gentleman and had oh. a lovely rendezvous okay. and happy Valentine's Day to me. Oh, okay. So yes. All right. All right. Well, let's hop <laughs> on to the next segment of the show. It's time for What You're Drinking. Yes. In honor of my trip to L.A., my first time in L.A. In Los Angeles, City of Angels. Yes, the City of Angels and Demons. There was a lot going on in that city. Lots of demons. But it was very clean. Um, yeah. It was much cleaner than I expected. It's cleaner than any northeastern city. Oh, that's true. Um, so yeah, so in honor of the city of lights, the city of angels, it's not, what's the city of lights? Paris. Paris. (laughs) It's the city of angels. My bad. Yeah, so we have a Dirty Shirley. (laughs) A Dirty Shirley is basically a version of your favorite childhood mocktail, the Shirley Temple, which was named after the child actor in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. Remember she used to do her little tap dance and her little panties? And she was like, oh yeah, it was a little much. It was a little much. <laughs> oh, her little, her little curly hair. rabbits. Oh loop God. loop Not monkeys and rabbits. What was that song that she had? It was like monkeys and rabbits. I don't know. I confuse her with Annie sometimes too. Okay, one, I can see that. One was blonde, one was redheaded, but it was also like, It was black and white. You can't tell who was what. But still. Well, well anyway. She was like little Debbie. Yeah, you little know. Debbie. <laughs> We're having a dirty shirty. So basically, a, what? A, a dirty. I didn't say it right, but I slurred <laughs> <I> my words. <laughs> We're having a dirty Shirley. Yes. And that's basically a, a Shirley Temple. Yeah. So we made this one. I wanted to make it a uh, ginger beer, but the store was out uh, oh. to kind of make it more adult and give it mm-hmm. some more um, complexity okay. with the ginger. Mm-hmm. But this one, we basically just have vodka, Canada Dry ginger ale. You ain't got no Seagram's? Honey, we mm. only do Canada dry around these parts, okay? Mm. Canada dry only. Mm. Uh, Canada. <laughs> and um, some grenadine 
in just a splash of lime, fresh lime juice. And we have some fresh cherries. Oh yeah, maraschino cherries. Just for with the stem, I'm gonna. I can tie a knot in the cherry stem in less than five seconds. Child, inappropriate. With or talented. With that mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot. Anyway. So let's hop into the next category of the show. It's time for... Category, category is... All right, Maurice. First category is up. Tell us so, all about LA. Yes. First category. I spoke at the Podcast Movement Evolutions Conference, which um, was amazing. It was in LA. We were at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel. At, okay, Biltmore. You know, fancy home. We were... Um, it's at the 5th Street and Grand Avenue in LA and at one point it was the largest hotel west of Chicago Mm -hmm. that's like their claim to fame it was odd because they would have tours coming through the hotel okay yeah and so like these people with like these headphones and like the guy on the Segway would be like scootering through the lobby I was like oh what are you doing lobby yes classless well I mean um, I was in the creator track, and so that was for new and aspiring podcasters, people who were like, either they had just launched their podcast, or they were like kind of thinking about, you know, hey, can I do this? Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. laying like the groundwork okay. for podcasting, and it mm. was a little daunting because it was a huge room, number one, okay. and... You know, just getting in front of people is always just like a big um, level of anxiety mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And, you know, we do the podcast, but it's like the two of us sitting in a room right. in a studio and we're just like chit chatting back and forth. And, like conversation. Yeah. And then it's like, but when you're in front of an audience live and you have to like talk and fill this space of time mm-hmm. for like, you know, however much time. It was, it was a little like anxiety inducing a Absolutely. little bit. And so, you know, I gave this talk and the title was um, Speak Up Using Your Voice, mm-hmm. Even If You Think No One's Listening. And so um, I talked about um, my struggles with social anxiety and selective mutism Mm -hmm. which i struggled with when i was a child so that is um it's a social anxiety disorder where um people who you can speak you have the ability to physically speak right but you just don't because you're afraid of what is going to happen if you use your voice Mm -hmm. and so um my angelo suffered from this for she didn't speak for like five years right right um and so i started the talk and i was um I gave a quote from one of, one of my favorite people, my person of the year, 2019 and 2018. Right. Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. So she said, she was speaking to some people and she said that um, it's not about finding your voice because that's what people say. You, you, you just need to find your voice mm-hmm. and, you know, everything will be okay. But it's more about using your voice because she says everyone has a voice, so you don't have to find it. Right. You just have to have that level of confidence, self-efficacy, belief in yourself that what you have to say, the message you have to deliver is valid, is important, and, you know, will impact someone in some kind of way. Right. So just use it. You have it. You already have it. Right. You don't need to go somewhere and find it. And, you know, it's not missing. 
you have it, you just have to use it. And so um, it was really, I think, I thought it was a good talk. And it was really impactful because when people like had so many questions and they wanted to talk to me afterwards and like, Mm -hmm. it was, and people were coming up to me like throughout the conference, like even after I spoke and they were just, just say like, oh my God, your, your speech was just, it touched me in such a way that I did not expect. And, you know, I connected with you on this level and I was like, oh, okay. Like it was, it was eerily amazing to me. Let me just say, I'm so proud of you. Um, Thank you. Because it's hard to get up in front of a group Mm -hmm. of people and speak. Mm -hmm. And again, like, I remember we did our first live show at the podcast festival in July of last year. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I ever had actual people that I didn't know Mm -hmm. come up to me and say, hey, I listen to your podcast every week and you guys are amazing. And I was like, oh, shit. Really? I don't don't know you, Becky. But thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It felt real. Yeah. Because we talk here Mm -hmm. across from this table in the studio. It goes into the internet. Mm-hmm. I ha- I don't have any evidence that right. people actually listen. Yeah. Um. I think you know. You made yourself vulnerable. You talked about something that was really personal to you, yeah. and that's super important. Mm-hmm. But like going to back to what you were saying about Meghan Markle, like mm-hmm. you know, everyone does have a voice, and she's right. But I think when people say find your voice, they mean like find the power to use it. But I think I like the way she broke it down because mm-hmm. language is important. It's not fine. You have it. You have it. Have the courage to use it. But mm-hmm. I think it's important, especially to, for us, both as two black gay podcasters, mm-hmm. there's lots of spaces where our voice is not welcomed. Right. So again, it's just about having that courage, especially mm-hmm. if you're a, you know, uh, multi-minority or a, um, if you at some point of intersectionality. Intersection, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was the thing. It was like, you know, the subtitle was, even if you think no one's listening, because you don't have to have that million downloads every week, which we all, you know. We desire. We, we want desire. It. We Let's want that. Like we don't. And it's coming. But you don't have to have that every week. If you can connect with one listener in, like, the middle of nowhere, but they don't have someone who speaks to them or, like, has a viewpoint at, like theirs or, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever kind of podcast you're want you want to put out or whatever kind of opinions or thoughts or you know anything that you have you know it's not about those millions of people is if you can connect to one person and really impact their life in some kind of meaningful way then it's all worth it it's all worth it when we live in a world where we're becoming increasingly disconnected by technology, yeah. by, you know, riding the subway with our headphones in, on, yeah. or being at work with our headphones on, mm-hmm, or just dis- disconnecting from the world, mm-hmm. and always being down in our, our phone at dinner, it, 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 is, it feels like a small victory to reconnect with humanity mm-hmm. through technology. It's like you're okay. beating the system. Okay. And that's all I wanted to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was cute. Um, so I did have, I, told, I started my talk, and I was like, I have three goals while I'm here in LA. Uh And so the first goal was, you know, to present and talk at the conference and meet, you know, all the amazing people who were, you know, new podcasters, established industry execs, you know, network people. Right. We trying to get paid. And my second goal was to get some tacos. Yeah. Because they say that the tacos in LA are like, you know, good. Things would be good. Get some tacos and um, and an abundance, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I went to this place, it's called Chica's Tacos, it's on 7th and Olive Street 
in downtown LA. It was good. It was bomb. Like they was so it was really cute. Really tiny place, but mm-hmm. they had some bomb tacos. Good. What kind of tacos did you get? I got the cauliflower taco, but it was um, chorizo spice. Okay. So it had like all the spices that were in chorizo. Mm-hmm. And then I but got isn't some... chorizo like pork? It is, but they they didn't use the pork, but they used like all the, the spices, spices that they, that they the would put pork. in. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. It was like chorizo and mushrooms and like it was cauliflower and mushrooms with the, like the ch- chorizo spice. It was so good. But you know, I'll eat vegan crow because. Uh, Trader Joe's store chorizo is okay. my fucking favorite. I was favorite. like, y'all put that favorite in the okay. tacos. Mm. Yeah, and then their nachos were bomb too. Really? Like, so bomb. And I had the impossible like ground beef mm-hmm. for the first time. Oh, did you like it? Um, It gave me like a little bit of acid reflux, a little bit of heartburn. That's probably uh, psychosomatic. I don't know. It was a little, it was a bit much. But it was good though. I like impossible meat. I actually bought some really? at the grocery store. Yeah, because I'm trying mm. to like be um flexitarian. Okay, I'm trying to only eat meat when I go out. So okay, but I'm also a beef eater. Okay, so it's like a different, well, it's, it's it's better for me. Okay, um, but it was good. It was yes. it tasted it tasted taste 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 it tasted tasted okay sorry it tasted it was it was good. It did give me like. Is it too salty, or is that the flavor? Or because I haven't had meat in like eleven years. The meat is salty, so I don't know like what I don't know what it tastes like anymore. But you be having like seitan and stuff. That's that's different. Is it? Yeah, but it was good. It was good. So oh, check out Chica's Tacos on Seventh and Olive in DTLA. Mm. Yeah, and then my third. Yeah, what's your third? My goal? third and final goal, which I. Really, that was really why I went to LA. Uh-huh. But it was to find the Mariah Carey star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. And it was funny because I was telling, I started my my talk with this. I said I have oh. three goals while I'm here in LA. And it was funny because this guy came up to me after the show and he's like, "Oh my God, your talk was amazing." Uh-huh. By the way, he knows like the person who's on the board of the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh-huh. and he could get me the address of, like, exactly where the star was. Okay. And so I was like, okay, yes, like, send it to me. Uh-huh. And so, like, we were talking. He was a really nice guy. His name is Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Um, <laughs> and so he sent me the address, and it was so easy to find. Yeah. They so, have, like, a map for all of those all yeah. things. Yeah. But I'm VIP. I didn't need the map, buddy. Yeah. I got connections. Connections. And so Dwayne hooked me up. Thank you, Dwayne. Um, and it was so easy to find because, like, you literally come off the subway and it's like right there. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Did you kiss it? I no, because people are like walking all over. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see that some people are, like kissing like. No, I'm. Okay. You need to sanitize. That Did you thing. rub it like Apollo? Uh-uh, I wasn't touching it either. I didn't have no baby wipes with oh, me stop. or no hand sanitizer. But... I kissed Mariah Carey's when I was in my life for the first time. I was a child though. No, you didn't, because it wasn't there for That's... until like a few years ago. No, oh, I'm a liar. Yeah, but it was cute. Like it's literally, I posted a video on our stories. It's probably gone by now, but it's gone. She's gone. Yeah. So maybe I'll post it somewhere else. Did you go to a little like shopping yeah. mall and see the um Hollywood sign? I don't know. I just I know that when I go to LA there's always like this little outdoor shopping mall situation. No, I ain't go there. 
And it has like and it has like a um little thing you can look into and see the Hollywood sign. Mm-mm, I I didn't do that. Okay. I didn't do that. Yeah, but it was cute. LA was cute. LA's cute. She's nice to yeah. visit, but I would never want to live there. Well, it was fine. I'll get into that a little bit more later, but uh, it was uh, it was uh, a good it was oh, a good trip. I enjoyed myself in LA. Good. Um, LA yeah. men are good looking though. Um. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that's your thing. I mean, did you go to, oh, you have to go to like Venice Beach and see them work out? I went to Santa Monica. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Venice Beach situation is nice. Just get a little oh, okay. drink and watch them do pull-ups and stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess. All right, y'all. Let's hop to the next category. There's no segue for this next not. <laughs> category. But Maurice wants to talk about this Harriet Tubman double card. Ciao. <laughs> Did y'all see this debit card, first of all? I saw it because you sent it to me. I did. Um, if you all don't know, or haven't seen, we all should know who Harriet Tubman is. We know. I mean, if you did not see Harriet, which I did not see. And I won't. Why? Well, one, I'm tired of the slave narrative. Okay, yeah, I'm tired of slave I'm tired of too. it. Like, I can't anymore. After 12 years of slave, Lupita and... To tell um, him, uh, Brad Pitt won the Oscar for Best Producer. He did for that um, movie, but it was just, it was good. But at the whipping scene, I was like, "Ooh, I am done." It was very rootsy. I can't. I got. Uh, it was probably worse. Toby Kunta. Toby. It was worse. It was worse because the tech. Yeah, it, I, I, just, I, I was done after that. And then it just got, like, too much. Like, as black artists, as black creators, as black people, Mm -hmm. yes, you know, yes, you know, slavery and the Middle Passage and all that historical context Mm -hmm. is very relevant to who we are and what we do and how we act today as a culture. Mm -hmm. But... In Hollywood, that's all we can be? A slave? A slave or a mammy. Or a, or a mammy or a servant or a drug dealer or a whore or, a or somebody. Right. I think that it is really limited. And this actually is interesting because I've been having a lot of discussion with a friend recently because mm. she's opened my eyes in a way because I remember a couple... She, of, she is. Okay. About how uh, months back, I kind of like, you know, didn't have a problem with Cynthia Revo playing. Remember Is she British? Yeah. She's British. She's 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 Nigerian Brit. And I had a discussion with one friend and she's talking about, you know, how that role is not appropriate. However, back to Harriet. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I still well, don't think it's that big of a deal. But I I, I will say that I think mm, that in America, in Hollywood, mm, LA, I will say that when it comes to serious roles for black actors, mm-hmm. that British actors are given preference over black American actors. Well, I can see that, but British. I mean, think about it. British I think British, Elba, but British actors, Naomi I think, Harris. in general, uh-huh. have a higher level of credibility because if you're on the West End, if you are, if you have, have that, we have Broadway, but the West End is like, I think, is a higher level than Broadway. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I, I always thought because the anytime was you the... have a British accent, uh-huh. that accent. 
adds a certain level of credibility. But how much does that go to our historical paternalism and patriarchy? And, and I mean, yes, that's true. That I mean, it does. But mm-hmm. and when you hear a British accent, you're like, oh. You pay attention. Oh, bitch, my Siri is a British man because that is the voice of authority. Mine too. <laughs> okay. When I am driving... He sound cute. He does sound cute, don't he? When I'm driving, I want his voice to mm-hmm. make left. You know, I, my, I can't do an accent because I'm yeah, hard. No, don't do but, that. but he says, when he's giving me directions, mm-hmm. I feel like I can believe in him more. Yeah. I can trust in him more. Yeah. That's why on all these, uh, you know, judging shows, there's always one British judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's like a, a certain authority or right. a certain... You know, any show that they want to portray someone as super intelligent or the villain who is always super intelligent. Right. They're British. Or wealthy. Or sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's the accent, Mm -hmm. too. Like, even, like, a Cockney accent, which, like, no shit. (laughs) It's like, like, you are a gutter bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what, what did y'all say? A gutter snipe? I don't know. uh, A Cockney accent is gutter snipe. Okay. Okay. Um, you a gutter butt you trollop. You a gutter butt trollop. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't say that. It's a cute guy. <laughs> you can say it. Okay. He don't own no herbs. That's true. Um, but, yeah, you could be the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. But I think in America, we will still look to a Cockney accent. Yeah. With authority with, over Yeah, that's true. So it's just, that's I, think true. It's, I think it's the psychology Yeah, yeah. But, but I did not... I don't... <sighs> Because, you know, I love this show called Underground, which I don't even you know You like with John Legend? Produce one? Yeah, he did the music. And he had like Beyonce music. He had like all the like Oh, like, with that criminal sisters in it? Who? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Journey Smollett, you know. He she just, is he, separate he from indicted. her brother. He got indicted. He did, and good for good for the Chicago PD. Because anyway. Yeah, um, that's a whole nother that's show. That's a whole nother show. But Journey was in it and she did it she did good. The story, I hated that they kind of like cut it after the second season because mm-hmm. they could have taken the story. But a hold on, two steps back. Uh-huh. I did not watch Underground because you it, was, did not? it was a slave narrative. It was, but it was like a hip hop slave narrative. It was like a hip hopera, like Carmen. They was, with they, they, they trying to get the Hamilton on. They in were, the slave era. but <sighs> it was it it was good because it gave you a different take on the slave narrative. It wasn't like woe is me. As a slave and massacre beating me, yeah, it wasn't like that. They had their own like personalities and personas and struggles. And um, Ernestine, I think that was her name. Mm-hmm. Who that was... sounds like a slave name. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it does, but I think her name was Ernestine. And after they canceled Underground, Ernestine went to work on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, and Vaughn, baby. And so she held it down, honey. She was good on Underground. Okay. So Netflix, somebody's streaming. Y'all need to pick that up. You know what? The first season of Insecure when they had that like show within the show. <laughs> oh my God. What's it called? What's it called? Carrie <laughs> <laughs> Washington. Called? Yeah. Oh my was God. it Carrie Washington? Yes. It was Regina Hall. Was it Regina Hall? Yeah. Yo, no, y'all right. It was Regina and Hall, not Carrie Washington. I'm sorry. What was it called? <sighs> I know the show within the show of, was called Kevin. I remember that one because it was Kevin That was the second season. That yeah. was the second season. But season one, that was like, I was like, please make this a show. But, you know, then you'd have the whole steps, man, that would like make it fun of slavery. But I feel like it'd be kind of like cathartic in a way to 
laugh about. Oh, it was called Do North. Yes, Do North. That Do shit North was hilarious. <laughs> They need to make that a whole show. I really want a Do North show. Yeah. But the blacks won't let it happen. Yeah. Well, they should. Because that shit was funny <laughs> to me. It had my bae, Scott Foley, who is a <sighs> oh, sexy dream lover. Come and rescue me, Massa. Yeah. He was playing the Massa. <laughs> not Massa. Not Massa. Oh, no. Oh, no. He was playing the Massa. It was Regina Hall. Regina Hall, because she was on... Um, What's the parody of like Scream? Scary. She was on Scary Movie. Scary Movie. And she was in Little with Issa Rae and um, what's that little girl name? Marseille Martin. Marseille Martin. I was gonna yes. call her Diane. That's her terrible <laughs> name. <laughs> on Blackish. Right. But yeah, it had them. Do North was the shit. It was. I, I love North. Yeah. I, I want. I really. I need Do North in my life. Scott Foley. You can slide in my DMs. <laughs> I might have slide. a can, get out of jail free card. Wait, can he electric slide to your DMs though? Because that's 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 the that's the requirement. He might be able to. I think he can. Mm, okay. Ooh. Holla at me, Jake. <laughs> Jake from Scandal. But all this we got off track. Mm-hmm. This all goes to the Harriet Tubman, Tubman debit card. Yes. Where she's depicted, <laughs> drawn. But I don't know who the artist is, but they need to go. I don't. Find another vocation, calling, career, <gasps> job, whatever. But, um, she's drawn horribly. And then she's throwing up Well, the Wakanda symbol. Wakanda forever. Baby. Wakanda is a fake place. And yeah. as, a person, as, as a person who's personally tired of the whole slave narrative, I think that's because I also grew up in a time where my mom sat me down at five and made me watch Roots and traumatized me. That you was know, traumatizing? It was empowering. Five. Well... I, I couldn't, I was too young to comprehend. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, and just, I was introduced to those things and those okay. concepts. Okay. I think, t- I don't know if t- today's children are being introduced to those same things. That's why I do mm-hmm. think that the slave that. narrative is important so that they have some idea. Mm-hmm. But as someone who does, I'm much more interested in Afro- Afrofuturism or um, Afro fantasy or sci-fi <laughs> like Wakanda. Sure. But um, black people out here think of Wakanda as a real country. Right. That... Harriet was saving people from slavery in Wakanda, which is totally like Child. insane. But so, the card's ridiculous. It is. One United Bank, which I don't even know where they are, but they are a black owned bank, the nation's largest black owned bank. Mm-hmm. They decided, for whatever reason, to <laughs> put the most ridiculous heart. Horrible picture of Miss Harriet Tubman on their bank card. It's a debit card, first of all. Like, right? Why couldn't it be a credit card? Because you know, black men ain't got a good credit. Oh, is that what they trying to say? I mean, it might be a secured visa. (laughs) Girl, you might as well get a rush card. Stop. Them predatory rates on there. (laughs) But he's in Indonesia. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, they don't have extradition laws. They do. So they decided to put Miss Harriet Tubman, who is ooh, the epitome of the hopes and the dreams of the slave, on the front of this car. She's throwing up the Wakanda Forever sign. And her foundation doesn't match her hands. It don't. <laughs> This this is why Harriet couldn't even get on the twenty twin. I was gonna ask because 
Because well, they, she was she was going to be on the 2020 because that was that was solidified during the Obama administration. But then when there was a changeover, Trump wow. was like, we ain't had no black bitch on our on our currency. Because but to me to be on a, a country's currency mm-hmm. is. Is, means much more than to be on someone's debit card and our checks. I mean, Winnie right. the Pooh is on motherfuckers' checks. You can put a fucking cat, a little kitten, you know, like, on. This any is not. Kind this of... is not. This is not country. This is not currency that is printed by the Federal Reserve or the U.S. Mint. Like that well, is a whole other level of iconography. Right, and it's not like the Canadian Rosa Parks. Her name is Viola Desmond. Ooh. Yeah, she is on the twin of oh, the ten dollar note. Is she? Yes. And since when, bitch? Since forever, girl. She's been on there for a long time. Wait, no, no, no. The five is blue. Because you know, okay. So uh-huh. As an American, I'm not used to colored money. Right. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that the five is blue. Uh huh. The twenty is green. The twenty is Queen Elizabeth. Right. Yeah. The I always get the fifties like a red because you ain't even had that. Stop. <laughs> the fifties like a pinkish color. I don't even know. And then you got loonies and toonies. Yes, the coins. The coins. The yeah. one and two dollar coin. But you can you know like in a Canada, shit in Canada. Yeah, because <laughs> you know in Canada they don't have um, pennies, pennies anymore. Right. And so you just end up with a. They either round up or round down depending on the amount. Right. And you just end up with like a handful of change. And I just end up giving that to the homeless people because I'm like, one, the homeless people in Canada are nice. They are polite. They're kind. And I'm like, well, the whole country's kind. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. But you end up giving like $15 to the homeless person. Because we're not, we're used to dollars being paid for. Yeah. Yeah. And $2 too, bitch. Like, I've I've been out to the, I've gone to the bar with a whole bag of coins. Yeah. And and got lit. (laughs) You know? In a Crown Royal bag. Yes. I used to, when I go to Canada and I have like that whole handful of change, uh-huh. I just hold my hand open. I was like, take as much as I'm supposed to pay. Right. And they'll be honest. And they're, they're honest. Honest. Because you know, in America, your hand will be empty. <laughs> Everything gone. You know, kind of also, not to be off, but we're talking about Canada. Yeah. My motherland. Even though, I mean, not really, <laughs> not that's quite. what I call it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so my sisters, my, um, my stepsister, my two sisters, they're all going to Carabana this year. Oh. Are you ready to turn in up? Toronto? They're like, yes, bitch. And okay. like, who can we get to make our costumes? What's our they color They watched screen? one too many episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Thank you. That's all it was. And, That's all it was. That's Ms. all it was. Tanya Sam, who pronounces both T's in Toronto. Well, you know what? I noticed something with that. Uh-huh. Because when she's in confessional, okay. she'll say Toronto. But then when she's just talking, mm-hmm. like, on, like, the live the footage. Ra- yeah. She's like, oh, welcome to my town, Toronto. So I feel um, like it was, pret- I watched it twice okay. carefully. Okay. And I feel like the producers were correcting her incorrectly. Incorrectly. Mm. Saying, hey, for the American audience, you need to say Toronto. But she'd be like, because if you watch it, go back and watch it. She says, oh, like, oh. when they're on the bus or when they're out about uh-huh. it, like, she's like, welcome to Toronto. This is my hometown, Toronto. But in confessionals, I, she's always saying Toronto. I don't feature her right now. But I did live for the fact that my girl... Um, Kenya Moore uh-huh. was like making fun of Tanya and she was just like, oh my God, like, and she would just mimic Tanya, oh, like her voice. And I stuff. did not like that. And so I love, I love that, that I did not like, so Tanya, 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 is it Tanya? It's Tanya. She is trying to have a moment and she's trying to 
get her peach, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. Honey, go be a Toronto housewife. <laughs> These Atlanta hoes will eat so, you. No, have you seen the Real Housewives of Toronto? <laughs> no, it's horrible. You haven't. <laughs> You've told me it's horrible. It's they're they're too polite. We're talking about how polite and kind of yeah, country is. Yeah. That's not what people so, want to see. So in um, Real Housewives of Toronto, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was like too loud at your party. Will you <laughs> forgive me? And you know, not like I'm sorry, I was like doing cocaine off your coat, yeah, um, off your off your kitchen bathroom, yeah. and I was sucking the dick of your husband. And your husband, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, I was like speaking too loudly. And will you ever forgive me? And I love like Toronto people; they have like this clarity in their voice uh-huh. that they just—it's like Valley Girl. The way they speak. It's more than Valley Girl. It's like they just talk very clear. Yeah, but it's not Midwestern now. It's not Miss Midwestern. It's very Toronto. It's Toronto. It's very Canadian. It's very like Ontario. Oh my God. You yeah. sound like Tanya Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and like the longer I'm in Toronto, so if you go if you guys go back to our girl in the corner episode yes. when we were at Toronto Pride. Oh uh-huh. my god. I listen to that and I'm like, oh my god, I sound like such a Toronto person. Now I want to go back and listen to it. You well, should. Is that when we recorded in the closet? Yes. I, I, I got such a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Back in the closet. Uh, category <laughs> Trapped in the closet, R. Kelly. Uh, not quite. Oh, no. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, United Bank. Cut the bullshit. Basically, like one, can we get a credit card, not a debit card? We want her on the monies. On well, that ain't gonna happen. Um, for a long time. Um, but at least y'all need to put out some kind of statement. Y'all gonna stop this card from coming out, and you're tired of the slave narratives as well. Yes. Well, I want to move into one quick little category. Okay. Because I feel the need to comment and talk about this as this is probably the most impactful mm-hmm. core shaking life changing reality television show I have witnessed is it that bad? it's that good oh it's good it's that good okay since the real world San Francisco in 1995 mm. when I was a ripe old age of 8 <laughs> and I was so touched by Pedro's story when he married that guy. And, and then, then he died of AIDS. Well. What? He died. But that's what I was watching when I was eight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, like. Where is your parental filter at, girl? Where is your mama? I had a cool mom. <laughs> Not like a regular mom. Exactly. But that's what, I remember that being like a defining moment in reality tele- television for me. And I was mm-hmm. in the real world. So much so that I told my girlfriend that like I found this list of like things I want to accomplish that I wrote when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing on my list was be on the real world. <laughs> but I also did other things. I'd become a lawyer and jump out of an airplane. So And you did both of those. Yeah. Like there's goals that I accomplished, but it was nice to you. revisit. Okay. But like I'll never be on the real world. Well, you never know. I don't want to be anymore. Well, they're on like streaming services. They're on man. Facebook Watch, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never mind, girl. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. So anyway, I watched a show on Netflix called Love is Blind. And basically the concept of the show is that there's, it's heterosexual, which was a problem for me. Uh, well. And it's also a lot of white people, which was wow. also a problem for me. Okay. So basically, I don't like shows like this, like The Bachelor or these Temptation Island or these matchmaking shows. Where Love people, Island. Where the intention is to get married. Because I feel like, well. one, it, um, it kind of devalues the sanctity of marriage. 
Oh, uh, I thought gay marriage did that. What? Devalued the sanctity of marriage. Well, as a gay, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but, um, I'm joking. I think that gay marriage devalued the sanctity of being gay. But that's a whole other conversation. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that basically the premise of the show is that people, the whole concept is that you fall in love with people not for who they look like, for not what body they're in, mm-hmm. not what shell they possess, mm-hmm. but for who they are inside. Uh... So for the first week of the show, the men and women are separated and they live in like these separate homes. And then all day they're in these separate pods. Think of like little like bedrooms that are like adjoined up against one another. And there's like a screen between them where they can't see each other, but they just talk. Mm-hmm. They can hear and they just talk to each other. No, so they talk and, you know, over time you kind of cross people off that you're not interested in. And then you kind of devote more time to the people Wait, that you're Wait, all of the bedrooms in. are connected like this? They're not bedrooms. They're, they call them pods. So it's like they have a separate living, dining, eating, chill area. And then there's this long hallway with all these rooms that you go into. There's a couch, a chair, and there's this big screen, but you can't see anything on the screen. You just see like a shadow. You don't see anything. It's not, it's just like blue. It's like, it's like a, it's like an amoeba. So you can't even like jerk off. No, there's no visual, nothing. No, I'm out. So then you're just talking to people and you connect. Uh So people are connecting and the man that I connected with instantly was this gorgeous, tall, ginger-ish, because it was more brown, but like a hint of red. Like strawberry blonde. (laughs) Strawberry blonde. Okay. man named Cameron. Where are you from? Maine. Mm-mm. My type of white boy. <laughs> he's a he's a scientist. He um, but you could tell he liked black women. He Ooh. well, he had dated black women before. Okay. He sat the down. one black woman in Maine. <laughs> okay, but he like had like sat down. But he he was he's but he's a good guy. You can tell like he's such a good guy. Like I wanted him to be my husband. Um. He met down with this woman, Lauren, black girl, and they had an instant connection. I, like, love him Wait, so pause. Mm-hmm. Was she the only black girl? No. So, uh, this, oh, okay. this is my comment on the show. There, okay. was, there was lots of people in the background. There's probably about 20 guys, 20 girls. But, okay. the, but I think they kind of filmed everyone, but then they only... They only edited. Edit and featured the yeah. most compelling stories. Mm-hmm. So, who made the cut? There was only three black people. Two black women and one black guy. Uh, the one black woman, Lauren, she ended up hooking up with this guy, Cameron. Who's a white guy? That's the interracial relationship. The two black people got together. Bitch, you gotta watch it. I won't. Because no, it's so good. Nothing. Like, it's one. It's great because it's a social commentary on how much we overvalue people's looks and appearance and how we're not connecting with people enough, right? So basically, once people decide who their soulmate is or who they're going to connect with, <laughs> okay, I gotta. Uh, okay. They stop. They stop talking to other people. Uh-huh. Then they propose. Propose After what? Marriage. <laughs> 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 Which is it's ridiculous, but the, the, watch it as a social experiment and makes no sense. Thanks. So after they propose marriage, they go to this resort and they hang there for a week. Like, Where? In Mexico. What part of Mexico? I it ain't that. Um, I want to say Cancun though. Oh uh, no, thanks. Because the beaches is not cute. Uh, so they go to Mexico and it's like, ooh, we're fucking. And that's the first thing they do. <laughs> and then like they spend time, you know, getting to know their person. Because not like, could you imagine meeting the first the person that you fall in love with for the first time? You know, and um. And they spend the week together alone. But then it got messy because after a week together alone, they bring all the couples together. And you have to remember, all the couples, you talk to everyone there. So before you wind it down, they're like, oh, that's what he looked like? Oh, I think I like him now. It got messy. The black couple that hooked up Mm -hmm. was a black guy and a black girl. And, you know, 
he revealed to the audience before he revealed to his fiance that in the past he was fluid. Okay. Meaning that he had dated both men and women and that he didn't see people for the sexuality, he just saw people for their heart. Okay. And as a gay man, I related to that. I was uh-huh. like, but when you tell this black bitch with this Remy, that oh. shit, she's not going to be ready to receive it. What's she say? So they get to the resort. You know, they spend their time together. They get it in. But then, like, as the week's winding down before they meet the other couples, um, he's like, look, I got to tell you something. I got to be honest. I got to walk in my truth. I have to be honest. And he tells her well, on a night. And she's like, okay. And she takes She's cool. She's like, I hear you. I'm sorry that, you, you know, you've had to, you know, navigate this and feel like you can't be open. Okay. Thank you for being open with me. Um, I want to be here for you. I love you. I care about you, but I need time to process this, which I thought was totally reasonable. No. Mm-mm. Right? That's the big thing. That no. Like, well, like, we're supposed to get mm. married in 28 days, and no, I found out that you, you know, she needed time to process. No, she didn't. But again, like, this is so artificial. Like, you don't meet people. This is not the real way you're supposed to meet people. Right. Um, so then the next day, they're going to have a conversation about it. And she broke up with him. No. Actually. Oh, okay. She didn't break up with him. She's like, look. She's like, she talked to him, and she said, I'm just trying to have understanding. Of what? What? She just, I think she was just trying to ensure that... Of what? That, that she wasn't going to have to be competing against men in the future. Oh, girl, boy. Right. <laughs> and As if competing against women in the future is even more different. Girl, bye. Which I get. Right. Girl, bye. But then, honey, it turned messy because he's like, this is exactly why I don't fuck with bitches like you. Exactly. I, but but, but I took I, it, as a gay man, it read to me like, this is why I don't fuck with bitches. This is why I fuck with men. <laughs> no, I think because but he was but he, he was, was being, he came from a place of vulnerability and honesty and mm-hmm. truth. And she was, she met him with a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to that, if Bitch, if you saying you down for me and you want to be with me and whatever right. happened in my past, you need to accept that and deal with that. And if I'm saying to you, I want to be with you, you need to learn it. You need to accept that. Right. And you and can't. You know what? what got you me can't, was nah, that you can't go back and say, "Well, oh, I don't know. I don't know." Because who are you looking at? Are you looking at him? Are you looking at the waiter? Are you looking at the bartender? Are you looking at the waitress? Or what? Who is it? Who is it going to be? No, bitch. I'm done with you. How about that? And that was his position. Mm -hmm. Because what he said that got me, he was like, you know what? He said, I've never felt a connection with a woman like you before. He's like, and I've connected to plenty of women that I thought would be my wife before Mm -hmm. and that were less of a woman than you are. And I'm so disappointed that this is your reaction because I never even expected this from someone that I had such a strong connection with. Right. Which I respected. And it felt honest to me. But then when he started calling her all types of bitches, I think she took it to a different level. But she, I mean, and then she, she threw her drink in his face. See, and then he started talking about. He's like, "Well, bitch, that's why your wig is slipping. You need to get some new wig glue." And it just and went see, to he the ghetto. Her for that <laughs> fucking trashy ass twenty seven piece wig that she had on, <laughs> but she can't accept that he sucked dick in the past. Like, girl, get over it. But I thought it was an interesting social commentary. But I, I don't felt like so. when it came to the black couple, I was uh-huh. like, "Damn, Netflix! It's sad that we don't have an example or a representation of a successful black love story but on the show." But TLC, but then, but then it's just like no. then it has to end with this whole like they presented it as if it was a downward situation when that wasn't what it was. It, it was actually the opposite. It was of that. very above D above L <laughs> whatever. But um, TLC tried that whole situation. Well, it wasn't the same situation. 
But with um, Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. they had, oh God, what was his name? What was her name? I don't know their names, mm-hmm. but I dated this guy who knows the girl. Mm-hmm. I think it was Levon, Vaughn and somebody. Okay. Vaughn and, but I can't remember whose name was Vaughn. But it was a black man and black woman. And Married at First Sight is where you kind of, they present these ideas or these qualities that they would want in a, in a mate. Mm-hmm. And they would, these psychologists would match them with this person. They would marry them. And then they would follow their story throughout. Right. My ears just hurt. Okay. They would follow them throughout, like, the course of their relationship. And they're like, okay, well, right. is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Blah, blah, blah. And so, anyway, the black couple didn't work out. But, but it was, like, all this BS and, like, bullshit, like, behind the scenes. Like, girl, like, I told you all of this beforehand. Right. But to me, it's just, like, how come these show runners or producers keep relying on these tired tropes when it because comes to black love? it brings the drama. Right. Black people have a very problematic history where it, when it comes to gender fluidity, mm-hmm. sexual fluidity, any kind of fluidity. What I'm saying is how much is that, is, how much is, that is perpetuated rating. through the media that we consume? But because rep- it brings because rating. Representation, they don't care. But representation matters. So positive uh, representations of black love matters, right? But, even but to the you're going to be with a black person, you're going to be with a person who treats you like shit, doesn't accept you, hates you, right. just because they black? Fuck that. No, but, I'm good. But, 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 but no, to your point, I will go, uh-huh. but to your point, it's on both ends because you have a black couple where it's like, oh, well, the black couple can't be happy together. Mm-hmm. But then, the happiest couple to me, objectively, mm-hmm. is the interracial couple. Well, because when they brought all the couples together, all the mm-hmm. other couples were looking at other people except for the interracial couple. They were like, "Not this, my soulmate." They were they were locked. They were like, "We're in this but together." Again. But then their whole story is, "Well, it won't work because we're different races." Right. And I'm like, "Again, so now we can't be happy interracially, and we can't be happy intraracially." So it's just like, are black people just supposed to be single and lonely and sad? And I feel like no. that's the that's the subtext that's being communicated. Because let me tell you, these white people so. stories was just as messy, honey. Very very messy. But, but you. you as a minority connected to the minority story. I did. Them black people, I mean, the white people's stories, just as messy. When I, I watched Messier. 90 Day. Yeah, I watched 90 Day, 90 Day Fiance all the time. Uh-huh. And we are like, girl, <laughs> what is going on with these people? And they are a mess. But Hot, when you, boiling mess. Yeah. But, you know, I think we do have an affinity for, you know, our own in groups and we want to support yeah we want to support you know the people who look feel think like right. us. And i think that's i mean that's also equally as valid so i do i I'm, you know we we each right. have our own drama and you know we just need to think about like the the story behind the drama, I think. So, I'm just saying, I love the show. It had me captivated. I binged all five hours of it the day it came out. <laughs> um, and you I'm going a hobby, girl. I have multiple. Oh, okay. But I'm going to... I'm just... From a sociological perspective, okay. it's fascinating. It's on... Netflix. Netflix. And no, it's not dissimilar, I'm sure, from that show, The Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's dissimilar at all. Okay. But because it has to deal with love, and I'm a romantic. I just have so many logistical questions, because it's like, 
you know the psychology behind it. It's a competition. Right. Like, are they really there for the person, or are they just trying to win? There's elements of that, that as well. $100,000. No one wins anything. Uh, There's no prize. Oh, well. The prize real. is your partner. Fuck that. They're going to get a yeah. Neil Lane. My boys are Cameron. Okay. Sexy white boy with swag. <laughs> Damien, sexy redhead. And then... Ginger? He's a, oh, he's a sexy ginger. Okay. Oh, he's got an accent? He's a Gigi. No, you know, he's from America, but he's a no. ginger. He's just gorgeous. No thanks. And then Mark. Mark's a 24-year-old trying to get with a 34-year-old, and he is she is playing him like a fiddle, honey. And this well, is supposed to show you the difference a decade makes. You got a big dick? I'm, she hasn't touched it. She hasn't touched it. <laughs> oh, girl. She doesn't want to. Oh, Ron. <laughs> but with um, the reality shows, it's always like, you know, is it, are they there for the person or are they mm-hmm. just trying to win? Right. And it's like the um, Bachelor, they're going to get a Neil Lane diamond that they can pawn Ooh. down to the consignment well, I mean, shop. I prefer Van Cleef in our panel. ABC cannot afford that. (laughs) (laughs) They go with Neil Lane every single time, and his jewels are hideous. Yeah, they are. But I'll take one. I'll take one. Down to the pawn shop. Anyway, speaking of Love is Blind, that takes us to our next category. It's time for our listener letter. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't had one in a long time. So when I was in LA at the podcast movement Evolutions Festival, a listener came up to me and she was like, oh my God, I love your show. She came to our talk. Uh-huh. She pulled me aside like afterwards. Yeah. And she was like, I have a situation where I want your advice okay. on the situation. So she told me this. I'm going to present it to you. I want your reaction first. Okay. So what name can we give her? Julissa. Julista from, <laughs> from the Bronx. Okay. Um, said that she has been dating this guy for several years. Several? Several. Is more than five. Um three to five. Okay, sorry. Three to five years. She said that they've been dating for several years, uh-huh. that they have been um, you know, monogamous in love, like it's them, they live together. And she was at this conference um, in L.A. Okay. He was still down to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And she was expecting him to propose over Valentine's week. Okay. And I was like, uh, well, is he here at the conference with you? Right. Because, Cause, girl, cause on a Friday. Valentine's Day is right on Friday. You're here in LA, he all the way on the East Coast, like what? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Well, I will update you by the time you record. <laughs> we have not received an update. And he has not proposed to her okay. since she got back mm-hmm. to New York. Okay. And that's a long red eye flight, girl. I mean, like. She's a six hour. <laughs> She's cute. But still, you but get it, there. It doesn't like, like, why does it take this long to get through one country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long ass flight. And I don't know what kind of NyQuil situation she took on the plane. But he did not propose to her okay. on or over the Valentine's week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she realized that she was in L.A. He was in New York at the time. But she was expecting it prior to 
or as soon as she got back to, to New York. Okay. And so she's like, what should she do if he does not propose to her? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Is that her? That's not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's usually on silent. Um, I just have one question. Uh-huh. What is her age, or can you gauge her age? I would say she is late 20s, early 30s. Okay. What she should do. This is my thing. I, I have lots of girlfriends mm-hmm. who um, are married, some who desperately want to be married, mm-hmm. um, and those are the two categories. I don't have any girlfriends who don't want to be married. Um, you do? Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. My girlfriends are either, like, either married, mm-hmm. or they're like, he needs to hurry up and propose. Oh, so okay. I don't get the full spectrum. Okay. However, um, a lot of my girlfriends, the ones that really want to be married, are also the biological clock is it is 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 that a factor? That alarm is going off. That's why I asked her age. Okay. Um, although it's not imminent, she's early thirties at best. Oldest, yeah. Um, so it's still a she factor. She has yeah. time, but it's like, I mean, the tick's getting louder, right? Yeah, well. Um, but that that should be an issue. I feel like if you just want to have a kid, then go have a kid. But you don't have to have a kid if you're married. If she really wants a child, then she should just go get a child by herself. But I also she understand the pressure. Child. She said she want to get married. So, okay, from your discussion with her, did you feel like mm-hmm. she, that was a... Uh, I don't think she wanted issue. children. I think she wanted to get married and have she a wedding. And because we were in, like, this really glamorous hotel. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, they had this amazing wedding. Oh. Like, you could see, like, the vendors were coming in, all the mm-hmm. florists and, like, the caterers and everyone was coming in to like set up this amazing wedding and you could see like in the ballrooms and it was like mm-hmm. and she was just like oh my god I just really want to get married and I was like mm, girl okay not that anything's wrong with wanting to get married I mean I have a whole wedding board on Pinterest <laughs> I'm we that all girl do. Yeah. <laughs> but more so than getting married it's like I want to be with the right person Maybe she feels well, it's her right person. And that's her dilemma, right? Right. If he doesn't feel the same way, then that's the issue. But maybe he does feel the same way, maybe but he's he not, does on the same not on the same time. You no, know, it's think, hard. It's hard to tell her an answer without having more information. Well, I think the answer that I gave her was like, you mm-hmm. can't put him on your timeline. Right. If everything is great, everything is good, everything is happy in your relationship, you know... It might take him two more years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he is trying. I don't know, like his his um, job title or like mm-hmm. salary or anything. It's like maybe he is saving up to buy you this mm-hmm. fabulous ring, or maybe he is, you know, just maybe he came from a broken home and he just wants to be absolutely sure and he wants right. to take a little bit more time to get to the point where he mm-hmm. is, you know, one hundred percent sure that this is gonna last and this is gonna work. You could be everything he wants, but he's still wanting what's out there. And it's just like, but she needs to know but that. But then again, you have to, yeah, you have to take into account his background, his upbringing. Like, mm-hmm. did he come from, like, what kind of, right. you does know, he, does he have any, situations uh, did he come from? Uh, relationships to model, there, right? like, how were his parents brought up? How were his grandparents? Are they still together? Did they get divorced? His um, siblings' relationships, like... There's a lot of factors that play into that. And I think that when, if you just want to get married just to get married, because we've been together this long, then you're going to get divorced in like two years tops. Right. 
And so you have to and think about that. How many couples have been like, oh, we've been together for 10 years and mm-hmm. we get like divorced after 18 months? Right. Like <laughs> Leon Waith and her wife. Oh, stop, Miss Judd Baby. But okay, I think it's funny. They've been together. <laughs> they were together with like eight years, nine years, and they got divorced in six weeks. In like, yeah, <laughs> maybe eight at the most. Right. But it's like those couples, After a secret wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just have to think, you know. I wouldn't put a timeline on it. I would not put a ultimatum on it. I think that if he is the right person mm-hmm. for you right now, just enjoy it and rock out with it. But how much is she operating within these traditional um, social norms and mores? It's just like, or bitch, how about Fuck we just that. flip the whole shit on its head? If you want him, then propose to him. No, because that's desperate. <laughs> <laughs> but why is do it? Do not do that. Why a girl mm, won't love his no. blind did that? Well, he proposed to her, and then she, and then she didn't answer. Uh huh. And he was getting nervous because they proposed to the ball. They they have to propose blind. See, that's stupid. And then like, then she dropped to her knees and proposed to him, and I loved it. She's like, she's like, you're my equal. You proposed to me. I want to propose to you. But that's she, but, corny. But, but she did not give her yes until he said yes first. Which no, I, liked, I which hate I that. No, because that's dumb. Like, if a bitch, no, no, ma'am. A lot no, of my girlfriends feel the same. Like, every time we see, like, a video online of a uh-huh. woman proposing to a man, we drag you her. like, girl, you are desperate <laughs> as fuck. You are thirsty as fuck, bitch. My girlfriends be like, hell no. Hell no. Like, what? But that's the upholding of that ideal. I'm saying, like, if she, but if the the listener wants mm-hmm. to marry him that bad, that shouldn't matter. But it, but does. it does. And if she proposed him, girl, no, ma'am. That ain't gonna last. Okay. It ain't. So, <laughs> I would say, enjoy today. Mm-hmm. Enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy as long as it lasts. Mm-hmm. Do not put any finite, concrete, red line ultimatums in the sand to say, like, we gonna get married or mm-hmm. we done. Right. Because it may not come when you want it, but it will be there right on time. And it might not be with him, but... Well, I mean, okay. Right. It but, might not be. What she wants is marriage will be on time. Right. What I advise to you, listener, is um, don't, like, my race, no, no um, red line, no finite mm-hmm. date, but say, have a serious conversation about what you want. Make your, make your desires and your needs and expectations known. crystal clear yeah. and known. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I love you. I, I want to build my life with you. I... See like us that, um, getting married with, and give him a range within the next two to three years, uh, right? And then see where he's at. I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then see if maybe can meet in the middle. I don't think so. But then if there's like that, was... that two three year period at, at year two and one day, no, start pulling back. Much. Start pulling no. back because but why? Because because she's because she's she's likely already playing the role of wife. So why is he gonna buy the milk when he already has the cow? But why do that? Why say? Because let's be real. Let's be real. Love and relationships is not about sex. It's not about love. It's about power, baby. It's about power. No, if you're in it for power, you're in it for the wrong reasons. And if you say on April 1st, 2022, (sighs) if we ain't married, I'm done with you. I didn't tell her to say that. But that's essentially I'm telling her to change her behavior. Uh, No, it's the same thing. But if you say that and you put those like parameters on it, no, girl, you're going to be single on March 25th because he ain't fucking with you no more. You have to say, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'm with you today. I would eventually like to see myself 
married, having kids with you. Mm -hmm. This is my vision for the future. How does that align with your vision? Right. Does it not? Is it Mm -hmm. completely off base? Are we not on the same track? And I also want to know whether or not she had check-ins because I've been in relationships and I've heard lots of people who are in relationships where they they make their vision clear Mm -hmm. on like the first three months. No, that's problematic. Because you don't know that person yet. But I you mean, can't like, say be, on, I mean, in three months, oh, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. No. Bitch, no. No, I'm not saying that. But like saying, you know what? I'm dating with a purpose. I'm not out here just dating no, for fun. No, I can't think so. I don't I'm think dating. So. No, because you date everyone you meet. You can't say I'm dating with a purpose. And either you fit into it or you don't. Because every situation, every relationship, every interaction no. is different. But make clear your purpose. I'm not. Out here dating for like shits and giggles. I'm out here dating, but every in person of a life partner date is not gonna be your life partner, right? But at least you made it clear to that person that what you're looking for is X, and and if they don't align with X, they need to let so. you know because that puts you in a certain situation where if person Z is just trying to fuck and ain't trying ain't about shit, uh-huh. then you miss out on that fuck. Well, that's that too. Okay. I don't think you introduce that information that early. I think if you want to date for a purpose, do that. But don't say on date two, I'm dating for a purpose. I'm trying to get married no. in a year and a half. Do no. you align with this or not? I don't think you no. can do I, that. I don't think within date two, but I think within the first six months of dating someone, you should uh, be like, hey, I don't think so. I think I'm looking to get into a serious relationship. No, because that I think, could potentially lead to no, marriage. I think certain in the first six months, you're still in that getting to know you phase. Mm-hmm. And. You could be, it could just be a short story. It doesn't have to be an epic novel. Well, bitch, thank you, Samantha, for texting to me. <laughs> but bitches ain't got time. We don't got the time. Well, you need to invest the time. And you need to say. But that is, a part next... of, that is a part of the time investment because you're, you're communicating clearly what you want. So, for example. No. Uh, 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 look, I'm, fr- I'm not fresh off, but I've been broken up for about, what, five months now? But I was okay. talking to this guy, and he was like, look, it seems like you want. A relationship. He's like, I just want consist- to fuck. Yeah, and I'm no, like, because- but he let me know that, and you know, I respected the shit out of him because he didn't waste my time. I said, you know what, that's good, and I would like to do that with you, but I also want a little bit more. I was like, do you, is that, you think that's something you could do? He's like, no, I don't want a little bit more. Oh, and I was okay. like, well, you know what? But I do want a little bit more. So therefore, we're not a match. Thank you for your time. No ill will. You go your way, I go mine. Did and you that- smash first? Nope. Oh, well, you wasted that opportunity. <laughs> but I don't think you can demand and expect that from someone in the first few months. You can't. I don't think so. Nine times out of ten, they're going to lie to you and tell exactly. you what you're going to hear. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. Let's smash a few times, and then you and never You're down the line. You upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, think, I see your point. So I think, yeah, I think you have to... I think you can make those uh, future goals known. Like, hey, I'm, I would like to get married in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. But you can't say, I would like to get married next year. With someone you only been on three days with. Because you don't know that person. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're about. Really, you haven't seen them in, in the myriad of situations where you get to understand their character and how they operate. Uh-huh. So I think, yeah, I think you just have to chill out a little bit. I hear you. My bad. That got a little deep. Sorry. But it's time for our next category. It's time for I, I Said, said what, what I Said. said. So my I said what I said this week goes to um, 
the idea or thought of what it means to be a member of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest. And I had a conversation with a friend. And I was talking about my experience this past year of Pride in New York. Okay. And I was like, you know, there was all these flags. And I never saw what the intersex flag looked like. Yeah. I never saw what the asexual flag looked like. Yeah. And I'm not trying to deny them or people who belong to those particular groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, membership or affiliation with the LGBT community because I don't, I'm not of that experience and I can't speak to that experience. Okay. And I actually got a really good education about what it does mean to be both intersex and asexual. Well, intersex is more... Well, intersex is like physical. physical of having both like objective genitalia, genitalia male mm-hmm. and female parts. But asexual was the one that was harder for me to grasp. Right. Because I always view people who are asexual of not having any sexual desire. I, I sometimes take issue with even being lumped in with LGBT because... They're all very different. Wow, and we all don't really even zhuzh with each other, if I'm being honest. That's true too. Um, I don't know. But my point goes to the fact that uh, in the past two weeks, there's been two somewhat notable celebrities who have come out D-list. as members of the queer community. Now, first wow. of all, I resent using the word queer in the first place. I don't like it. It's <laughs> a, well, where I grew up, it was a slur. It is a slur. It's like a... It was, yeah, negative connotation. It is a negative connotation. A couple weeks ago, Jamila Jamil, who is a... Who is the Kardashian hater. I love her. I do not. She's on The Good Place. Was on The Good Place. She's amazing. She's a British actor. She's Indian? She's Indian. Um, She's spoken a lot about um, women's body issues. But she's a size two. She suffered from bulimia and anorexia. Wow, she, how you think she got to that side? Oh, stop! Oh, sorry, <laughs> um, my bad. But she is a uh, a big, you know, voice on the internet mm-hmm. for women's rights yes, and that yes, stuff. Yes, and she came out because she's now judging a show. It's basically like through the convenience, but it's all about ballroom and, and voting. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what makes her qualified to to judge this? She's not of this culture or experience. Uh-huh. She's some British bitch who mm-hmm. is gonna be judging voting she ain't even gay <laughs> so then i felt like then she came out i think once there was that backlash after she was announced mm-hmm. was was that she said i am a member of the queer community but she didn't provide any other information you know it, bro. and it's just Ms. like jay you know Miss okay. Jay. what from antm yeah he talked to girls to walk yes uh-huh so you didn't see his statement no so they were like miss jay what do you think about jamila jamil coming out and he was like she came out right oh okay and my problem is it's like it's almost like people wanting to be black well it's like it's like it's the cool thing to be right now so it's like i'm gonna do it and people Mm -hmm. are just gonna announce that they're like this amorphous queer Mm -hmm. and it's just like what does that really mean right and i I also struggle with my own meaning of that as well because i feel like the heterosexual community over sexualized what is what it means to be gay because i'm sorry a gay man can have sex with a woman and can have sex with a man or, well, or a bisexual person can, but I feel mm-hmm. like what we need to do as a community is not focus so much on the act of sex, but on the romantic and emotional feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So as a gay man, could I desire or physically be attracted to a woman or you? have sex with a woman? Yes. No. Stop. You? Stop it. Okay. Honey, you know there is a woman that I would like drop everything for right now and marry. With a bunch of Viagra and Cialis <laughs> on but the daily. romantically, can I love... A woman the way she needs to be loved? No. Can she love me the way I need to be loved? No. Because you love dick. <laughs> Stop. You love that. But that's what makes me gay, right? But I feel uh-huh. like if we talked about gay in that regard, as opposed well, to the sex, it would make uh-huh. more sense to people. But 
but that's that's my construct. But at the same time, because I grew up in the structure that does prioritize sex when it comes to sexuality, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Jamila Jamil, if you are queer, who the fuck are you fucking? Like, I want to know, bitch. Like, well, who, yeah, whose box are you eating? Mm-hmm. Well, like, prove it. And then, or maybe she get hers licked. Okay, well, who's, who are you letting lick it? You don't need to know all of that. But I feel like I do. But you don't. But if you're gonna claim, if you're gonna claim membership in this community in this group, that I feel like. I need to have some proof that you are a part of this struggle and mm-hmm. that it's not for your convenience or a paycheck. And even yeah, like Rosario like... Dawson has announced today <laughs> that, 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 that you know, she's a part of the LGBT community. And I'm like, okay, well, great. Well, how is you know? But you know what? I'm not surprised. I always thought that about Rosario Dawson more so than Jamila Jamil. Well, but I'm just like, okay, okay. Now where's the proof, bitch? Where are the receipts? Well, you know what I saw today? It was like, Cory Booker, LGBT <laughs> bombshell. And I was like, oh, he finally came out. And then it was like, Rosario Dawson comes out as, is she bisexual? What did she say? She, she said that she's never been in a relationship with a woman, but she's had attraction to women. That well, does not make you bisexual. Um, I'm sorry. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But when your man is getting pegged and slayed for the gods... And getting that back beaten oh. out. Um, it makes a lot more sense now. Because I think, you know, our thing with Cory Booker was that he's, mm-hmm. to us, a gay man mm-hmm. who has not come out the closet yet. Right. The fact that his... Well, allegedly. Allegedly. The fact that his paid contracted girlfriend uh-huh. comes out as bisexual... Mm-hmm is like a soft right. opening and, to him coming out. And to add more context to what Rosario said, she released a statement. She said, it's the first time I felt like I have been responsible for my voice of love and it's a challenging thing to do. If you fall in love, you fall in love. But there's another aspect I had to consider and is what it, 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 is what it meant putting a microscope on my family and particularly my daughter. She I, has a kid? Allegedly. She's a 17-year-old daughter named Isabella. Really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I believe she adopted her. Oh, but she's like, in each other, I think we found our person, referring to Corey. But it's just like, she basically was, her coming out was her saying, you know what? I had to challenge my ideas of love. And I had to accept the fact that I could potentially maybe one day fall in love with a woman, but I never have yet. Man, because I'm that, in love with a gay man. But that does not make you a gay woman. To me, it is insulting. Because um, your openness to being a part of this experience is not the same as being part of the experience. Well, it's, it's murky. Because I think that, She's in this contracted relationship with this gay man. <laughs> and so she has to essentially be okay with maybe in the future or at some point in my life, uh-huh. I might find another woman attractive. Mm-hmm. She's but, does, not but that does not make her a lesbian. <laughs> True. It doesn't. It doesn't it make does her bisexual. It does, not. it does not. It does not. I think this is a soft opening of Corey coming out the closet. Okay. In like 2022, after the election is done, and he's trying to see how Miss Pete does in the election, <laughs> but I think, Not yeah, I think it has nothing to do with Rosario. It has more to do with Miss Booker. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm tired of these straight people trying to actually <laughs> show and prove, well, or get out. Because remember, didn't, like be, a few... be an ally, bitch. We let y'all be A's. Yeah. Be a fucking A. 
because they add so many letters to the thing. But then a few years ago, there was like something where people thought she came out of the closet and she was like, oh, wait, hold up. No, no, no. Right. She, well, she said happy Pride Month to my fellow LGBT homies. Wow. But it was the word fellow. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, anyway, um, I'm tired of these hoes trying this. Okay. It's not acceptable, and I said what I said. Speaking of these hoes trying it, mm-hmm. I was in L.A. for the first time, and it was a good experience because L.A. was a beautiful city. It was very clean, but I just did not understand the vibe of L.A. Mm-hmm. So we flew over, like, Crenshaw and the Crenshaw Dome, and I was like, hold up. Y'all got these wide-ass avenues with palm trees that are, like, four stories high. Y'all got roundabouts? Like, bitch, how is this the hood? True. It's funny, because I used to live in Santa Clarita. Uh I was, like, in high school, and I flew out there to go see her. And she took me to, like, Compton. Uh Because I have this thing where, like, wherever I travel, I go to, like, the hood. The ghetto, yeah. Every foreign country I go to, I've been to the hood of Iceland. Right one. But it's just like the hood of, I just couldn't relate because I'm like, y'all got single family homes. Yes. With a driveway and a with garage. garages, and a yards. But you know what? I think that the, the, uh, the, the visual uh, depiction of the hood mm-hmm. is not what matters. It's really the mentality. Um, okay. I guess. <laughs> but how is that the hood? Like y'all got square footage. Y'all got acreage. Y'all got a full... <laughs> driveway, garage, backyard, pool. It's multiple cars in that garage, in that driveway, by the way. Uh, And it's like, how is this the hood? The hood is a mindset. Wow. (laughs) I understand that. I mean, overall, LA was like a really clean city. It was very, very nice. Mm -hmm. Like, very well laid out. Like It's like kind of a grid, kind of like Philly, Mm -hmm. but a little bit, you know. More upscale, I guess. Did you go to Lazianica Boulevard? I did. <laughs> yes. So I rode out to um, Santa Monica on my last day. I took like the Echo Train or somebody train uh-huh. out there. And it was really nice. Like, you, because you, you passed through like all the neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. And so I saw like La Cienega and Somebody Boulevard. And I was like, <laughs> proud family moment. Yes. The street. So. The conference was in, like, downtown L.A. The streets, like, so clean. Mm -hmm. Like, the homeless people were really nice. And Uh, so... Go to Venice Beach, bitch. I ain't going there. (laughs) So, um, I was going to get my tacos from the little Mexican spot. And the homeless people were so nice. So, this guy stops me. He's like... um, So, I had my tacos. And he's like, hey, my brother, you got some change? And I was like, um... Okay. He was really nice. He was like, he didn't really look homeless because he didn't like smell or anything. And scammer. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I have this change. Let me give this change. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to go buy some weed real quick. And I was like, oh, but that's how they be in LA, y'all. <laughs> he was honest. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, where are you buying weed from? He's like, it's a weed shop right here. I did not know that. L.A. had weed like that. I know. I've never been to L.A. It's California. It's California, That's like the weed capital besides Colorado. Right. But I did not know that. It was my first time there. So he was like, I was like, well, where's the weed shop? He's like, it's right here. He was standing like literally right in front of it. Oh, my God. And because I noticed it, it was like this really nice like glass 
um, fronted space and it looked really nice. And I was like, oh, okay. And you have to show your ID to go in. I'm like, uh-huh. hmm, let me go in. <laughs> go in. <laughs> Real quick. And so I went in and it smelled like weed. Okay. And I was like, hmm. Personally, I could never smoke weed. I think if I think I would be like the edible type person. I mean, I, I would prefer to do that, but I have asthma. You prefer to smoke it? I just feel like smoking's a. Well, I, I heard that smoking's a more controlled high, but then I also talked to my other friend, and she was like, "No, eating is the best high." Well, I'm very um, subconscious about like smells and like <sighs> how I present, so I wouldn't want to smell like that. Right. So I think I would prefer to consume an edible that makes sense and then see how i feel later but the weed shop was like very clean it gave me like the mindset of like apple store oh lovely yeah it was very nice but i think the vibe of la that i got was like it was just people just seemed like so pretentious and they seemed like you were always in their way like you were stopping them from getting found, getting discovered, because all the waitresses, all the waiters, all the counter people at like the taco shop, uh-huh. you could tell they were always like, "What were you? What do you do? Can you help me advance my career? I'm a singer songwriter. I'm an actor waitress. I'm a this that. What can you do for me? Oh, you're just here for a conference. Oh, uh, well, here go your nachos. Goodbye." <laughs> everything just felt like this transactional like what can you do for me oh. situation I'm like well bitch you work at Starbucks can I get an extra shot of espresso and they were like well what studio are you from I'm like I'm from Philly oh okay well mm, girl yeah and was like this... it's very transactional yeah, yeah. The people are very self aggrandizing yeah but then also very vapid at the same time Ugh. yeah so LA, y'all need to do much better. Y'all don't have a, like, I didn't feel like a soul or a vibe. Like, I do understand that we were in downtown LA, which is like the business district. And like at 4 35 o'clock, that shit was dead. Uh And it was nothing around but green juice shops Mm -hmm. and barre yoga. And that was it. Is that how you call it, barre? I just call it bar. Oh, well, you're not classy. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, LA, y'all need to do better. And get more than just some weed shops. I said what I said. And now, now it's, it's time, time for tens, tens, tens across, across the board. board. This week, my tens goes to Dwayne Wade. Not Gabby? Not Gabby. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that this was strategically done, and I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, first of all, yes, Gabby is... Uh, A bitch. This child's... Oh, okay. ...stepmother. And stepmothers are real mothers. No, because they always evil. I've seen Cinderella Girl. That's not true. Well, mm, all the fairy tales say they evil. My sister is an amazing stepmother. Wow. But, I mean, it's circumstantial. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think it means more to have the father. Mm -hmm. I don't think biology plays a part, but I think it means more to the black community and for this particular issue for a black man to take the the floor and the limelight and to speak on issues of gender identity, gender expression, and um, trans identity. Especially one who is in a hyper-masculine profession of professional 
basketball. Right. But what, where's the mom at? Um, I'm not, that's not really my concern. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I hope that, I, I hope that the mama has some involvement in this child's life. I hope uh-huh. that the mama she got her check. is she being good. consulted with, um, the extent to which this child is being exposed on social media. Uh, and I want to say being exposed, but just being like made to put to the spotlight because this is a really sensitive issue. And I hope that the mother is being consulted and included she in these decisions. She um, I can't speak to that. That's speculative. I'm sure she got paid <laughs> to keep quiet. I'm sure. And be down to the block at Miami. Right. Because, I mean, the power dynamic is not the same. Right. Well, but yeah. I think that it's great that Dwayne Wade is going on Good Morning America and speaking with Robin Roberts about how his daughter, Zaya, or, or Zaya, I'm not sure. About I don't know how to pronounce it. How his daughter is mm-hmm. teaching him and leading him on this journey and how that his daughter has known that she well, has been, you know, that she was assigned to the wrong body okay. at the age of three and how he is creating a space that is welcoming, nurturing, and positive for her to grow into the, mm-hmm. into the person that she um, is. And, and believes herself and to be been, yeah. and has been mm-hmm. despite what the world tells her to be mm-hmm. despite what society's told her to be despite the expectations that have been put on her well, by her father in this really hyper masculine sport and well, despite what the fuck little Boosie has to say I don't even know who little Boosie is he's some rapper but he uh, I, I saw on the on the shade room uh-huh. and it's just like him and Dwayne are opposite end of the spectrum right. and he was just cursing at Dwayne he kept he continues to miss Gender. gender Dwayne's daughter and continually obsessively almost refer to the genitalia, the genitalia. Oh, yeah, that was a bit much. and it was really disturbing mm-hmm. and it was the example of a lot of the black community to be honest well that's true but it's an example of uh, wh- where we should be trying to work towards and where uh-huh. we need not be right I think it is kind of the natural progression of the conversation, because if you look back, Michael Jordan has a lesbian daughter. Right. Um, Magic Johnson has a gender fluid son. Yeah, gender nonconforming. Well, yeah. I don't believe he's trans. He's, he's not. not. He's just gender nonconforming. Yeah. And he got them big ass feet. I mean, I love EJ Johnson, team this, mm-hmm. but he needs to get some proper shoes. Because he is always barefoot. <laughs> but He looks a little flat-footed, though. Uh, yeah, that too. So he probably can't wear a All nasty right. heel. Um, but yeah, I think that in this hyper-masculine situation of the NBA, there are these, you know... And you have to look, because it's always, like, the top players. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, now Dwayne Wade. Okay. You know, if one of LeBron's sons happens to be gay or somewhere on the spectrum right. you know that would be like another push forward mm-hmm. for the message you know it is just one more step further like until right. there is like a prominent really high you know ranked professional athlete who actually comes out or is somewhere you know admits that they're somewhere on the spectrum uh-huh. while they're playing I think that you know we're not quite there yet, but, you know, this is a step forward. And, you know, let Dwayne Wade parent and be there for his child in the manner and way that he thinks is best for them. So, tens for you, Dwayne. I don't feature your wife and your relationship choices, but in this, I give you tens. Tens? Who's your tens this week? So, my tens this week 
Um, like I said, I was just at the Podcast Movement Evolutions uh, Conference in downtown Los Angeles. And so my tense this week is going to all of the aspiring and new podcasters out there who are, you know, kind of in that space where they want to launch their idea or they want to um, use their stories, their voice, their creativity to launch their podcast. And uh-huh. so my tens this week is going to anyone who is kind of in that space where they are thinking of, contemplating, or kind of on the steps to right. actualizing and realizing their goals so it was really inspiring to be there because you know that was you know kind of one of the few instances where we have been like live in front of like listeners or people who were just you know there to hear us and our story and so you know me being there and being able to talk about you know how i got to the point where i felt comfortable to launch my pod, our our podcast, mm-hmm. and be able to talk about like my stories and my upbringing, and you know things that impacted me in my life, and just to have people kind of come up to me afterwards and like say how much I inspired them and how much I touched them and how much my story really, you know, empowered them to take that next leap forward was just it was amazing to me i just think that anyone who's on that journey where you're kind of like oh can i do it should i do it you know are people even wanting to hear what i have to say i think that my tens this week is anyone for anyone who is willing able contemplating or just anywhere on that journey to we're doing so much better than I thought we would have been and so okay. much better than people that I thought that we would never be able to mm-hmm. be on the same playing field with. Mm-hmm. But look mm-hmm. at us now. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. You're only, you only have that fear and that trepidation until you do it. Right. And like, once you do, you're like, okay, like, what was I so scared of? What was the problem? Yeah. Right. What was the problem? So, tense for everybody who attended the podcast movement evolutions festival i keep calling it festival Festival. conference um anyone who wanted to um yeah just continue to lift yourself up and be your best self do what you came here to do well thank you guys for joining our show so much this week and we'll see you next week Bye. bye thank you for listening to category is Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. 